You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. This is a conference preview episode. We've hit the ACC. We've hit the SEC. We've also done the Big Ten. It is the Big 12's turn as we work our way east to west, and we're bringing in the director of recruiting for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong, to break down five storylines to monitor in the Big 12 heading into this 2022 class. Steve, how are we doing? Blair, doing well. Oh, man, I was vacation. Welcome back. It was actually pretty nice. You know, uh, obviously the weather has been a little cold uh, in, in other parts of the country. So I was able to escape to, to see some sun for, for a while. And, and it was it was a blast. Uh, it was still cool to kind of be involved in some of the, the text messages that we have as, as a as a recruiting team at 24-7 Sports. So not completely detached. And, and I was able to kind of keep a pulse on things. But happy to be back and, and happy to have you on the show to discuss some of these Big 12 storylines. Let's start at the top. Steve. Steve Sarkeesian taking over at Texas has the Longhorns already off to a really hot start in the 2022 class, as you would expect, giving his recruiting pedigree, as well as that boost that a new head coach gets once he arrives on a new campus. Yeah, man. Texas sitting at number four in the 24-7 sports composite team rankings, number one in the Big 12. But we've seen Texas this high under Tom Herman. They had two top three classes. They finished in the top 10, uh, uh, another class. And, and and if you look at this Texas class right now, they have RB1 in the top 247 and Jaden Blue who was recently promoted to our top ranked running back. He's number four per the composite, but five foot 11 and a half, 205 pounds with sub 11 speed in the 100 meter dash, rushed for over 2,000 yards as a junior. He's terrific. Evan Stewart's in the equation is the number one receiver in the country. He might be the most athletic player, regardless of position in America with his sub, sub 11 100 meter dash, his uh, low 21 200 24 something long jump ball as a sophomore he's he's freaky freaky and and seeing some of the off off season footage of him in the in the seven on seven setting he he, he looks extremely special but uh, where I think if coach Sark's going to get this thing to to turn the corner Blair it's going to be what Texas does at the point of attack and, and this is a program that I believe has only had like one offensive lineman drafted going back to 2008. One, you've had, you, you, you have this storied program, you have this state that's just so fertile, and, and you've only had one offensive lineman drafted going back to 2008, and, and that's Connor Williams. And, and, and so Texas, when you look at this class right now, they don't have any offensive linemen committed. Defensive line, they haven't fared much better in the draft there either. There's not a bunch of, uh, there hasn't been a bunch of guys that are getting drafted uh, early on. You got, you go back to, you have to go back pretty far to find, uh, it's Malcolm Brown, I believe, was the last like high, highly picked uh, defensive lineman that Texas has had uh, in the draft. And, and so they need to get difference makers at those positions to go along with the exciting skill players that they're getting on both sides of the ball. And, and, and also it's been a while since Texas has had a quarterback selected and maybe that'll change w- with Sam Ellinger, but it's tough to, to win big if you don't have a difference maker at that position and they haven't had a quarterback 
quarterback drafted since Colt McCoy heard his name called since 2010. And I'm not trying to take away from the excitement that Texas has going right now because it's awesome uh, what they got in the boat right now. These guys are good players. Armani Winfield, Brian Allen Jr., Jalen Gilbo, Travell Johnson, and, and Malik Murphy, obviously the class jewel, the, the, the five-star quarterback from California. I'm excited to see what he does as, as a as a junior with the pandemic not allowing him. He's yet to really be a full-time starter in high school, so he's a five-star based on his physical tools. Hopefully that matches between the chalk this year. But Texas, recruiting at the point of attack, Blair, quarterback recruiting, that's where I'm judging Sark because I know Texas can crush it elsewhere because we've seen it. And we are anticipating a lot of in-state battles for Texas, not only with Texas A&M, but obviously with the likes of Ohio State and the likes of LSU and Alabama and Florida and all those schools that like to go into the state of Texas. He's going to have to hold off because this 2022 class is really, really good in the Lone Star State. And for more, you can check out the rankings over at 24-7 Sports. Moving on from Texas to Oklahoma, they had a, a really good 2021 class on the defensive side of the ball. You've broken this down on this podcast before, Steve, how that might be the missing piece. And, and that change in recruiting emphasis is what the Sooners really needed. And now for them to continue that momentum in this 2022 class, that's going to be a big storyline to watch because we know Lincoln Riley is going to be able to recruit the skill positions. They already have a, a Relique Brown, a, an electric player from the state of California. They're in on a lot of electric playmakers across the board, but on the defensive side of the ball, if they can continue to stockpile talent and depth, it, it could keep them in that mix for a college football playoff spot. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but their defense has gotten better each year under Alex Grinch. And then you're going to come in and add this 2021 class that I, that has been the best I've seen Oklahoma recruit on this side of the ball, uh, at least in the 24-7 sports era going back to 2010. I think they got a lot more athletic around the line of scrimmage. They got some guys that can get behind the uh, line of scrimmage and make plays. Clayton Smith, Ethan Downs, those are guys that stand out on both sides of the ball. Nathan Rollins, Kibong, six foot seven, 240-pound multi-sport kid that I think's got a lot of upside on the defensive front. Kelvin Gilliam and, and, and Danny Stutzman was a riser in our last rankings, and that's just the guys in the front seven. They they signed some good defensive some defensive backs, and and uh, so I, I think Oklahoma got closer to a crystal ball with that. 2021 class because they I mean they also landed the number one quarterback in the country uh, got some difference makers at, at wide out and and uh, got some guys that they really like along the offensive line and here we are in in 2022 and you look at what they have in the fold right now it's it, we, we've seen we've seen them recruit these they just keep landing guys that are so explosive with the ball Luther Bird and Relique Brown Taylor Sheetron uh, are the jewels of the class uh, that's a Two running or two receivers in an all-purpose back that can really carve you up. And for Oklahoma, I know that they're in on a lot of lot of defensive guys right now in, in this class that they feel good about. So I think that it's about building on what you built last year. Can you get Gentry Williams, the five-star athlete who's going to play corner? Can you get him to stay in state? Omari Abor, who's the number two uh, strong side defensive end in the country from Duncanville, Texas. You know, Oklahoma was his dream school growing up. Derek Moore is another top 50 player out of Baltimore, St. Francis, that Oklahoma's in a good spot for uh, on the edge. Danny Dennis Sutton, also from the DMB, high on Oklahoma. And Chase Biddle is a top 100 safety. So those are four big-time defensive guys that Oklahoma's swinging for that they have a good shot at. Uh, Austin Jordan, they're starting to trend for on the crystal ball, a top 247 corner 
Hunter from Denton Ryan. It's about building it up on defense for them. We know they're going to score a bunch of points. We know they're going to be tough to stop with the way they've recruited. Can they add more depth? Can they add guys that can come in and push this class that they just had? DJ Wesselick is a six foot six, two hundred thirty pound defensive end. They'd love to have, and he said Oklahoma's been hot on him recently as well. Kobe McKenzie already in the fold. He's the headliner on the defensive side of the ball for Oklahoma's 2022 class. He's a top 100 prospect in the composite out of the state of Texas. We're going to be back more with Steve Wilfong here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Before we get back to the Big 12 storylines for this 2022 class, let me tell you about a couple other podcasts on the 24-7 Sports Network. That would be the College Football Daily with Trey Scott, as well as the Late Kick with Josh Pate. Both of them do a great job of breaking down recruiting news, breaking down college football, uh, the coaching changes, the transfer portal, you name it. There is no offseason at 24-7 Sports. You make sure you check those out wherever you find your podcast. Steve, you know, this was a topic and and we're moving on to the number three topic in in our big 12 storylines for the 2022 class that that I kind of wrestle with the most because Matt Campbell, his name has been circulating and there's been coaching rumors for the last several years because of the trajectory that he's had Iowa State in. But we haven't seen that translate over to the recruiting trail. And and maybe that's a correlation, a direct one, you know, if coaches and other schools would negatively recruit against Iowa State, but they have not finished higher than sixth in the Big 12 under Matt Campbell. And you would expect a program that has been on the rise to maybe take that next step. And I think that's something we're going to be looking for here in this 2022 class. Man, Blair, I am embarrassed to talk about Iowa State recruiting because you think we would do a better job of ranking their cl- their kids higher. They Well, they, they, they're like one of those programs that make us look bad year in after year. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like like Wisconsin's coming off their best recruiting class in 24-7 sports history. We've kind of, like, as we've done the analytics, where have we been wrong ranking prospects? And, and pro, you know, there's a profile for each position. And, and Wisconsin, their offensive linemen, the guys that they've sent to the league that on the edge, and, uh, on defense and stuff, those guys have all kind of fit that profile of the successful guys uh, in the SEC and stuff, too. And so, like, we're 
we're catching up on Wisconsin and, and programs like that that have had a ton of success. Uh, but Iowa State, man, you know, they signed the number eight class in the Big 12 in 2021. I mean, I'd wager a good amount of money they outperformed that ranking. You know, Tyler Moore was a four-star with us. Malik Verdon, six foot three and a half, 205 pounds, was a senior riser. You know, Howard Brown, a six foot two, 288 pound defensive tackle. That's a high school quarterback. Jalen Noel had a big senior season. Deion Silas is five foot six, 170 pounds, but he's a he's a mighty might man that uh, from the state of Florida. That's as uh, dynamic a return guy as there is in the country. They're gonna they're gonna be able to put him all over it. Eli Sanders. You know a lot about him from from Chandler, Arizona. Man, he was he was a coveted guy down the stretch by some schools that have had some success as they beat the Hawkeyes for him. Tyler Morrow is an offensive tackle uh, that they committed that had offers from everybody. They beat Stanford to keep him home. Bo Freiler's an interesting safety recruit that's a two-way standout out of Pine Creek in, in, in Colorado Springs. And it, it, it's, you know, I could go on and probably say something nice about a lot of the people in this class. Watch Joey Peterson be like the Michael Rose of this class. He's like the lowest ranked dude in the class. Michael Rose is one of the best linebackers in college football. Iowa State flipped him from Ball State late. Ball State fighting football Cardinals are the defending MAC champions. They would have loved to have Michael Rose running around in that league. Hell, he'd be he'd be a man amongst boys, the MAC player of the year. You know, he's a dominant player for Iowa State. So for us, we almost need to we almost need to work in a, a some kind of Iowa State bump with the way that they're they're playing. You know, they played in the Big 12 title game this past year. I suspect that they're going to be in the mix for a while. And you know what's very noticeable at about Iowa State, uh, especially out west, because I think they've been able to really parlay that success that Brock Purdy had there, right, and and kind of his meteoric, meteoric rise to college football stardom. They've been able to use that, and and they get in early on a lot of prospects that eventually blow up. So their identification process, their ability to evaluate talent early, I, I think is very remarkable. And I, I just I I would hope that they can start to land some of these big fish. You mentioned they had that one four-star uh, in our rankings. They had zero in the composite. So from a national standpoint, can they beat some of those powerhouses for some talent, especially with the, the way that program is trending? Moving on to TCU, that's another storyline that we'll be watching in this 2022 class because in 2021, they didn't sign too many guys. I think they had a 14-man class. It ranked ninth in the Big 12 rankings. And TCU had been, they'd been no lower than three in the Big 12 rankings since 2015. So this was a, a, a fall from for them in, in that regard, and they'll be looking to bounce back in 2022. Yeah, man, they signed just 14, as you said. If you look at my other favorite stat to kind of look at with recruiting is as average ranking per commit. TCU, their 14 commits came in with an average of 86.98. So that would have put them fourth in the league behind Oklahoma and Texas. And then West Virginia, who I thought had a sneaky good class. West Virginia's class was is the sleeper class in America last year. Uh, and, and TCU, I think they got a couple good ones already uh, in, in the fold this year when you look at C.J. Nelson. You know, he's a, he's a three-star composite, but he's a four-star with us. Averaged over 20 yards per grab uh, as a junior. And, and getting over a thousand yards and, and finding the end zone 14 times. He caught 50 balls and, and found the end zone 14 times. So he's, he's scoring, he's scoring about three, four times a clip. And then, and, and then they have offensive lineman Cade McConnell committed. He's another guy that we have ranked higher than the industry. And he comes from tremendous football pedigree. His dad was an all American in college and, and, and played a long time in the arena league. So I think that these are two guys that, that have a chance to get TCU to, you know, be, be, 
competitive in, in the Big 12 as well and, and, and kind of maintain the presence that they've had. And finally, our fifth storyline to watch in the Big 12 for the 2022 class is who will finish third? We, we are pretty confident in, in saying that Oklahoma and Texas will be one and two, maybe in, not in that order. It could be Texas, Oklahoma. They're off to really good starts so far in 2022 and, and, and figure to follow that trend. But who's going to be third in the Big 12? Is it going to be West Virginia? You mentioned they're really good 2021 class. Is it going to be Baylor? Is it going to be Oklahoma State? I think those three uh, and maybe... Maybe some of the other other schools that we mentioned before have a chance to push uh, and be at the top of the Big 12 recruiting rankings when it's all said and done. Well, I think I'd point the arrow towards Stillwater. They got a couple four stars already in the fold and C.J. Brown from in-state and then Ollie Gordon, the fun running back uh, out of Eulis out of Trinity who had some monster games this past this past fall and rushing for 2,083 yards and, and 28 touchdowns. And Garrett Rangel, uh, he led the state in passing two years ago, I believe, Blair, uh, out, out of Frisco Lone Star. So he's been a he's been a prolific passer uh, on the prep level. So that's a, that's a nice way to start for them, Mason Gilkey is six foot four, 185 pound uh, wide out in, in the fold, and they're in on some guys moving forward. So uh, I would kind of point to Oklahoma State right now, but Baylor and West Virginia, you know, Baylor's at like Baylor's sitting at number 15 in the 24 7 sports composite team recruiting standings right now. West Virginia has just one commit, but I'm just a believer in Neil Brown. Uh, I think that they recruited a lot of explosive players at the skill position on both sides of the ball last cycle. Uh, and, and so I'm interested to see how they follow up with that here in 2022. A lot of programs to monitor, and those were our five storylines to watch in the Big 12 for this 2022 class. Steve, pleasure as always, and look forward to catching up with you later this week out in, out in Texas. We're going to be down there for the Under Armour camp. Yeah, man, maybe we'll get to the bottom of uh, who's going to finish third in the Big 12. <laughs> maybe we will. All right, well, that is Steve Wilfong. You can yeah. follow him on Twitter at, at swilfong247. That'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.